For Indigenous people, education is understood as a lifelong learning process. The learning process follows a cycle that's divided into four stages. Childhood, adolescence, adulthood, and maturity. At each stage, a person gains certain skills and teachings. Many Indigenous peoples believe that one of the ways in which knowledge is acquired is through experience and interactions with other humans, animals, and the natural environment. This view is based on the belief that everyone is connected with all living and non-living things. Learning is a continuous process. As we grow wiser, we're obligated to share and pass on that knowledge, creating a cycle of teaching and learning. For example, the Mohawk, or Kaninkahaga, understand learning by relating it to their Thanksgiving address, an expression and practice of gratitude. This is based on the concept of oneness with the universe and acknowledges everything in the natural world as being interconnected. Kanenya Kahaga's belief is that we come to one mind, meaning we gain individual knowledge and then share with the rest of the community, making it a collective knowledge. The learning process is considered a personal journey with the goal to achieve wholeness with the universe. Starting at the beginning of the cycle, Children are seen as gifts from the Creator. Children are given careful guidance and respect from members of the community. In the community, elders serve the role of giving guidance because they carry a large amount of knowledge and wisdom from their years of experience. Indigenous people value their children's power of individual thinking by following ethics of non-interference. For example, elders do not give a direct instruction or an answer when asked for advice, but instead may tell a story. This way, it allows the individual to self-reflect in order to discover the answer. Through this practice, it fosters independent thinking. This allows children to become self-reliant by knowing how to survive and coexist with others in their environment. Indigenous ways of learning includes observation, experiential learning, and oral storytelling. Observational learning starts at an early age as we gain information from watching the behaviors and actions of others. This watching is also known as role modeling, an important form of teaching by setting an example. Another type of learning is through experience. Elders have years of knowledge gathered from their time on earth. Another foundation for learning is by oral tradition. We learned previously that storytelling is used for the transmission of knowledge, which is the practice of passing down information through generations. Oral transmission is an important way of recording history and preserving and sharing knowledge. The practice of oral tradition teaches people the value of listening. Teaching and learning is a reciprocal and holistic process strongly founded in relationships. Spaces for learning can take place among relatives, in sharing circles and ceremonies, and in everyday living. Within Indigenous communities, the extended family model plays a vital role in the function of a child's learning. Children are highly valued in the community because they are seen as future leaders and caretakers. 
the common concept of seven generations is shared among many Indigenous peoples. This belief acknowledges the importance of having intergenerational relationships. It allows the transfer of knowledge by looking seven generations into the past and into the future. This long view perspective allows the community to analyze previous actions and use that knowledge to help future generations thrive. Many Indigenous groups have their own child-rearing practices, culturally-based values, patterns, and languages. Often children are given guidance from their parents, grandparents, extended kin, and their community. These relationships are important for the transmission of knowledge. Everyone and everything has the ability to share a lesson that maintains balance and contributes to the community. Extended kin share the responsibility of teaching by mentorship, role modeling, or providing encouragement. Grandparents play a crucial role in parenting. Often, grandparents gain the title of elder and hold the responsibility to pass on knowledge to the next generations. In the South, the Navajo follow the fosterage practice, where grandchildren are sent to live with their grandparents, either temporarily or permanently. As an act of reciprocity, the grandchild receives care and knowledge, while the grandparents benefit from the strength and skills common to the young. Many Indigenous communities still practice this generational caretaking today. The practice of reciprocity teaches children how to receive and give back to their surroundings. Relationships with animals and the environment help with a child's moral development by observing an animal's behavior and the cycle of nature. Referring back to the ethics of non-interference gives individuals the freedom to explore and learn through trial and error. Children learn by experiencing natural consequences. Indigenous forms of discipline can be understood as inductive discipline, which demonstrates how actions impact others. As a result of bad behavior, a child would endure discipline through teasing or ignoring. And in some cases, frightening stories about cannibalistic monsters, such as the Wendigo, help serve the purpose of correcting bad behavior. The Wendigo lives in isolation and survives by eating other humans. These stories teach children to listen and behave and not to wander far away from the community. When the older ones told stories about Wendigo and tricksters like Wasaki Jack, it helped encourage proper behavior for children. 